podcast that explores the heartland entertainment industry today we're talking freaking cameras yeah we are lots of cameras it's been First, a long time coming on this. I know. Well, there's a lot that that needs to be discussed and learned for yeah. me on on my end. I mean, you got all what? Okay, so director of photography. First, what? First something camera. First, second, what? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I need Philip to help me. Philip Bird, our guest today, is going to map out the whole shebang. Uh, and I'll tell you what, man, like cameras still, as long as I've been doing this business, uh, I, I, cameras still confuse the hell out of me. I mean, goodness. Well, I can't, I am honestly afraid of cameras. If I'm yeah. going to be truly honest, I've been burned. <laughs> like especially by the some cameras, cameras on your phone. <laughs> yeah. Like we all know that the cameras, like if you're on TikTok, it's looking at you while you're on the toilet you know it is yeah or if i always worry about apps being open at wrong times right or like i somehow have snapchat up or like oh, i dude. don't even know and i don't and even like, use snapchat for anything terrible literally it's right? just my kids sent to my parents but i worry about that there have been burned there are too many cameras i don't know why <laughs> there are too many cameras first of all there's cinema cameras that are confusing all in their own way and then there's just the cameras of our everyday lives that are constantly desperately trying to sabotage us. Light it on fire. Burn it with fire. Burn it with fire. They're talking to you, the NSA. You're hearing us right now. Well, I I have I have I have a tale to tell. Okay. Ryan, if you if you want to hear true horror. <laughs> this is a tale of woe that has listen to do with in. cameras. Listen in. This is a tale of how. The camera that I thought was a safe camera on my phone was not. It, in <laughs> fact, was not a safe you. camera. So, um, have you ever been on the app Rover? <laughs> no. Segway, you'd think is. you'd think that the dog walking app Rover would not have anything to do with cameras. You would think that that sounds like a very innocent app it is <laughs> like i don't think dog walking and oh my god no in general it seems to be pretty pretty uh innocent app you know hey come walk my dog hey my dog needs to be let outside hey come groom my dog hey can my dog stay with you those are the basic things that you would that one would find on rover <laughs> right. however if you are me <laughs> And if you are trying to- There's an exception um, to every rule and that <laughs> exception is called Kelly. <laughs> if, yes. So if you were me, you would accidentally maybe somehow oopsie doopsie daisies post a picture of yourself. Um, uh, how, um, how would one say um, uh, unclothed a little bit? <laughs> no. A little bit. Cause, 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 because somehow, somehow, some way, <laughs> one of those pictures that your husband thinks is a cute idea to ask you to take and you don't do that. Then you take one and he's like, you're embarrassed. And you're like, this is stupid. And then you send it to your dog sitter on <laughs> Rover. Oh my God. 
dude. That is the, I thought, I, I will say, like, I feel like that would you totally could, happen to you. You could, like, or I, me. <laughs> I died that moment. I, I had met so this you took lady. some seductive, <laughs> trying boudoir. to spice up the marriage. We're gonna say boudoir <laughs> photos right. because I was clothed. Right. Technically, there were no I peaches involved. Ten years. Yeah. Um. And I have three children. So, and I recently lost a little bit of weight, so I felt decent. Okay. And you know. <sighs> Sometimes you wish you could have taken pictures of the last time you felt decent and you didn't take them. And so this time I thought I will. And then you forget that they're on your phone and then you need to upload some photos to your dog sitter of what the dog looks like and like some information to your dog sitter who's, who's who you just met, by the way. Show and you me don't some know pictures her at of this all. <laughs> hey, yeah, wrong bitch, bro. Yeah. Accidentally oh, no. shot her a photo of me in some laces and well, i hope that you were like looking at the camera like directly into the camera. no it was a over the shoulder into the mirror i was getting all cinematography up in this i was trying yeah. to be classy it was trying to be boudoir i straight up sent this poor woman a picture of me in just i look <laughs> like a big old hoe bag and oh, I was it was terrible and I was horrified and I immediately messaged her I was like I am so 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 sorry and I tried to <laughs> delete it and fun fact for anyone who wants to know you cannot delete those you can't so that is on rover forever now they're just up forever yep that poor woman has to always and forever in my messages unless she deletes me or blocks me I guess but whole I just I but she didn't she she was so that's a note for the rover execs out there listen Please Rover allow guys. deletion of videos and pictures because I can't <laughs> be the us. only person who have do has done yeah. this before. You gotta let the dog sitters erase <laughs> the boot. You gotta pictures. let them delete it. You gotta <laughs> let them delete it. Please. Oh no. So no, that the answer is no. I spoke to some people at Rover. The answer is no. And then I just profusely apologized to the poor woman for assaulting her eyeballs with me. <laughs> And then sent her the rest of the stuff with my dog. And she. <laughs> so I love that you like, so you scarred the woman for life. And then you just soldier it on. Like, oh yeah, here's Dexter, by the way. So sorry about me. So sorry. She was so, no, she was so nice. She was like, she was like, girl, I have kids. She was, she was married. She had children. She was like, girl, you look fabulous you just rock it and I was like oh my gosh you're so nice and I feel so bad about myself right now but you're making oh me somehow God. feel really good that's real women that's real women and feminism right there women yeah. empowerment when you send that a nudie to your dog sitter and she says you look good girl go show that to your husband yeah turns out Dexter didn't get along with her cat very much so it was a separate issue that we couldn't use her again I'm gonna tell myself that not that she just oh, decided man. I was crazy and that is didn't you know want to what? speak to me anymore. I got to tell you though, you are not alone because the fact that I have not accidentally sent something to some rando out there is a work of pure miracle. <laughs> like, and I think I speak for most adult people 
of the Ugh. 21st century. It's got to be We've a typical, all... like everyone's kind of had that yeah. happen to them, right? I feel like every time I sit down on the John and open up Facebook, I'm rolling the dice. <laughs> this is literally like, okay, I go back to like understanding why pinups exist because no yeah. one else is getting sent those pinups. You have to go get them yourself. Yeah. That is just for you and for all you. of the other soldiers in your bunker. <laughs> <laughs> if they decide to take a little peek seat. Yeah, exactly. Oh my goodness. It was horrifying. I don't trust cameras anymore. I don't trust cameramen. I don't, because I was my own cameraman. So I don't trust myself. So you are your own works. worst cameraman. <laughs> we, I don't even think, do, I don't even think we get to ask, have we asked Philip about that? That's probably unrelated <laughs> to what he does. Hey, but listen, still. Uh, field boudoir pictures. Yeah. Hey, have Bill? you ever been sent accidental <laughs> pictures? We should ask everybody yeah. who's on the show now, because I need to do a tally and know how weird I am. It's bad. Well, I guarantee you that every female listener, every adult female listener to the show has received things. They've received them, <laughs> but not been the one to send right. them. Not the Sindor. Boo me. But the you, worst man. part is I definitely blamed it on my kids. I have to say 100% blamed it on my children. I was like, my yeah. two-year-old got, got a hold of my phone. I'm so sorry. Yeah. That's a good scapegoat. I can't I will blame die the on that. if I- They don't know. The yeah, it could have been true. It probably will be true in the future, so. Oh, darn it, my basset hound got hold of my phone <laughs> and started texting again. <laughs> darn, basset hound. <laughs> I don't have that same scapegoat. Cheeky boy. Yeah, basset hound is way smarter and more perverted than I thought he was. Well, I don't oh, know how dear. we're going to segue to Phil. <laughs> you can't, other than yeah. just don't trust cameras. Don't me. trust cameras, unless or it Kelly. is controlled by a very well-trained camera operator. Which is why we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about good cameras. Good camera operators. That's right. That have, have dedicated their lives to the and a skill of focus and framing and, and slating and all that other good stuff that does not involve dog sitting apps. Send in, no, or send in nudes. <laughs> oh, man. That's, Thank you. I, that's I, I'm glad so, I got that off my chest yeah. for the world now. I feel for better. The just let that marinate through this entire conversation. You know what? Jesus is forgiving me for that. So, yeah. um, hey, man, yeah, you guys are married. He, he, he's all about it. He's like, he's, you know, he's Aaron was there, like, he's going like <laughs> Aaron was just jealous that I sent it to her first on. And I was like, because I had hesitated oh, and man. not sent it to him. So I hadn't shown him beat, yet. She, she beat she Aaron to the first. Fudge. She saw it first. Oh, he was man. mad. So they were yeah. dog sitter approved then. Yeah, they were. All right. Well, on that note, let's go to our conversation with Phil Bird. It's finally happening. We finally are getting you on the show. <laughs> We've definitely talked about this and put this off for, I think, years now. So <laughs> Easily it's been years. Because you and I have shared, I don't even know how many sets. We've literally oh. been working about the same amount of time, right? I, I, think, I think the same year we started popping up on sets together because we popped up on that that tanner job together that i oh, saw you right. ever since like, <laughs> that's oh man yeah and that that had to have been at least 10 years ago yeah wow. oh yeah wow have have you counted your movies on your imdb recently i actually okay so i have a list <laughs> of movies and then tv shows and i'm up to uh i think i cracked 50 movies 
either 40 or between 40 and 50 somewhere around there and then tv shows i've got i'm, I'm on like 20 or something like that all You're right all right it. now blow him out of the water Freaking, Come on. oh no i think i think <laughs> I, think, I think he got me <laughs> i don't know man you're on every set around yeah that's what we were like, trying to figure out we're like he's probably got like a lot of credit i mean you've done stuff for i know you i i actually right, know you yeah. so that tells you i mean if you've been around for me it's you've done a lot of stuff yeah, dude. A lot of stuff. <laughs> you, you've DP'd for the audience. Like, Phil here has DP'd. We've been friends for a long time. How many of our sketches have you shot? Like, you've been like the actual so DP many. for? Uh, early on, it was, you know, all of them. And then, yeah. you know, we get busy and you find <laughs> yeah. you find different people. But, yeah, I, yeah, it's, you know, lots of, lots of random skits. We did some promos together. We did. Oh, man. We did some random music video together. Oh my god! I totally <laughs> forgot about that. Let's uh, let's save that story for later. We're gonna uh, yeah, we gotta tell this. Is that a good one? We, we did market weird weird clients. <laughs> it was a client that called us and hired us to do these weird music videos. Still one of the weirdest jobs. That's awesome. <laughs> oh screw it. We should just tell the story now because it's just so weird. <laughs> Yeah, so I guess what I can remember backstory, Brian used to have a videography company um, as we were, I think we were kind of both still earlier on in the feature game. So, yeah, and there were less features in Oklahoma at the time anyways. So in between features, we do a lot of these smaller gigs. Um, so Brian and his, his business partner at the time hired me to... I think cam up and maybe DP I think a shoot. DP. I think it was full. Okay. And then I had a cam up. His business partner at the time was my cam up. And yeah, it was, you know, <laughs> it was like it, it's, 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 how do we describe the band? <laughs> oh man. It was this group of old guys that i think it was just like their dying wish to have a music video for their band right. and That's it was like perfect perfect way to describe it and, and all it was was them on a stage playing with a bunch of like we we set up stage lights and everything and yeah. they but they didn't want to pay for like any when you think music video you think like either there's a story or, or like extras know, like, or yeah you're gonna have people yeah, yeah. it was literally just these this group of old dudes in like hawaiian shirts <laughs> playing multiple genres and, oh sometimes in one song oh my yeah. goodness and with like a smattering of an audience <laughs> we those were they were hired extras they were the hired audience. extras yeah. okay and, and what they wanted yeah <laughs> Like, I think, like, Brian had pitched them some stuff, and, like, we had some big ideas. We were we were talking about a two-way mirror at one point, and like, but now it just turned into, the, no, we're just going to run the projector, and uh, we're going to stand on this stage. And Yeah, and it was just so <laughs> awkward. I mean, and we, like, we we did our jobs. Like, we did what we were hired yeah. to do. We, yeah, you know, we, we client was happy. All the stuff, okay. we were ecstatic. And I think we packed up. And then we all went to the bar afterwards, like me, Phil, and, uh, you know, everybody from the crew, we all went to the bar and like, we all sat down in silence. Oh, wow. And, just turned to the like, crew and I was like, what was, am I the only one that thinks that that may have been the lamest thing we've ever done? There's just something about like devoting that much energy to something and then being deflated. 
yeah. I, can, I can tell another story along those lines. They, um, Bravo, I don't know how much, I, I, if this was a while ago, Bravo was trying to start a Real Housewives of Oklahoma City. I heard about um, this. There were girls at my church. I just yeah. had to throw it out that they were like super trying to be into it. Like, and I was like, no, I don't think it's that kind oh, of like fun. It's, I think it was it's like, like garbage. It was, it was real. It was we were real. together. We? Was this you the same one? Too? I think it's oh the same goodness. one. So I was hired to like DP an interview or whatever. This okay. is like this is like test footage to send to like probably Andy Cohen or okay. whatever. So they have a beautiful house. It's a um, I don't remember his name, so it's fine. I don't have to use his name. But it was this oil executive and his husband had this beautiful house, this clear piano. So I set up this this interview in like this great room and I had put some light through the piano and had some stuff happening on the walls. And the producer gets there, like big time Bravo producer. He helped create the first Real Housewives. Wow. And he, he looks at the camera setup. He's like, it's just, I just wish it were simpler. Like, can we just sit him in front of a white wall? And I was just like, what? <laughs> We can. Sorry, what? <laughs> yes, that is something we, that we, we can. can. Do. I was just <laughs> so crushed because I'd spent like wow, I spent the afternoon like doing that myself, and I was like, it's still pretty young, pretty great. I was like, he's gonna love, like Bravo's gonna great. love this. Yeah, <laughs> he's just like, ah, they're gonna just, fly me out to do the next one. It's there's just <laughs> too much going on. Can we just sit him in front of a white wall? <laughs> <laughs> It's like an inter- it turns into an interview from the sure. office. Yeah. It, 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 it. <laughs> just, and so I just sit behind my camera and push record for the rest of the wow. day. It's just like, all right, and, that was. And that's the job. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes mm-hmm. that's the job. Yeah. Wow. Oh, man. So you that's DP, but you're also one of the lead camera assistants in the state. Like, specifically first assistant camera. Is that right? Right. Yes. Yeah. I get most of the work I get paid for is first assistant camera. Um, so what that is uh, for the audience. Please tell um, me. So DP is king, head boss of the camera department. DP is the director of photography or the cinematographer. Those are interchangeable titles. Just below the DP, you have on usually just on larger budget things, you have your camera operators and they do just that. They just operate their camera. Um, so the DP can sit and look at two cameras at the same time. He needs somebody to operate them. Below that, they have, they, you know, they don't really boss around the rest of the department. They kind of do their own thing. They kind of just operate their camera. First assistant camera is the first administrative position in camera department, I would call mm, it. Okay. So, so not only do you pull focus during the take, uh, which you're just keeping the shot in focus or focusing on what the subject of the shot during while we're rolling between takes you're responsible for changing lenses changing settings on cameras getting cameras into the correct position mm-hmm. um, and then why I call it administrative is you have people working under you and you also want to handle Anything you can take off the DP's plate so they can be creative, whether that's like time cards, any kind of paperwork, ordering, mm-hmm. um, extra man days, um, extra equipment on days, making sure that's all coordinated with production. All, all of those things would fall under the purview of a first AC. And that's not a, that, and that's just talking about principal photography. 
um, if we flash back to prep, you're responsible for, you know, getting that camera in working order. The DP is going to order probably the lenses and the camera they want. And then it's up to the first AC and his team to actually get those things to work together. And mm. there's usually a lot of problems as far as that's concerned. <laughs> everything's coming from, everything's a custom build on these big films. You know, these lenses may be from the 60s and we're using a modern camera. How do you interface those? How do they work smoothly with all the new fangled electronic things? So, so would you say that you, you have to have a pretty broad knowledge of just cameras and their and their workings, their interfunction in general to do this job? Is it like kind of a yeah, base I think, level that I think, you need to know how to make the cameras function and troubleshoot? Definitely. You def troubleshooting is going to save you so much time on set like that's where half your time is if something goes wrong and you don't know immediately how to fix it but okay if you do a you look like a, like a badass and b <laughs> <laughs> you, you save you save everybody time waiting around watching you work which is one of the worst yeah. feelings on set you could ask a sound guy with yeah. the entire oh, set is watching you work. Sweating. The, the, the sound the guy world. sitting by his car just judging. <laughs> but it, but all that is my ass. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> but all that technical information is out there. Like you can learn that stuff. You can teach yourself a lot of the technical information. Um, but you do want to be pretty well versed on every little you want to read those those technical specification sheets that nobody ever reads <laughs> people should be reading <laughs> oh dude i'll tell you what man the 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 value of manuals oh my is god so underappreciated especially like in film school i feel like and then you get into the field and you're like dude all the pros just obsess over those manuals yeah yeah you're like yeah every every piece of equipment comes with a manual if you're at a rental house they have those manuals usually most of the time you can download them like don't be proud to read that manual even if it's something even if it seems like a simple tool to use like there may be something in that manual that sparks something in your brain like a troubleshooting tip or something that is going to come out of reading that manual yeah so let's take a step back and talk about the echelon of the camera right camera. yeah we it's got kind it. of funny like i think that a lot of people have this notion that the dp is is, it's just that's it is yeah the guy. Mm -hmm. yeah and, yeah and it's really the first ac so kind of map that out of chain of command so chain of command um G dp obviously camera operators do their own thing but they they just they usually just talk directly to the dp they can ask the first ac to do them something things for them but they're not necessarily the first ac's boss um directly under the dp is the first assistant camera under him is the him or hers the second assistant camera second assistant camera is a utility they assist mm. anything the first assistant camera needs they assist with um they keep gear organized and they keep track of camera notes if you're doing camera notes people aren't doing that so much anymore and they they slate the, those are the people you see with a, mm, with slate. a slate okay that's that's, that's going to be your second ac um below them if if you're so lucky <laughs> you can have you can have what's called a camera utility yeah, or a camera pa they different titles and they mean different things technically but it's pretty much the same job you're you're just there to assist with anything camera department needs okay. yeah um 
How common then, is it to have underneath that? Just curious. Like, is it those um, are probably like you said, if you're lucky, are you thinking like bigger features or bigger features? So the most common crew we get on these low budgets in Oklahoma um, are going to be first AC, second AC director of photography who would operate their own camera. Okay. Okay. So, and, and that's the most common you'll see sometimes. Sometimes you can get a fourth person on that camera crew if you're doing a lot of moves or if or if all of a sudden you're shooting two cameras, then you need not only do you need a camera operator, but now you need another first AC. Mm. And then ideally you want another second AC, but sometimes you don't get that one. So the second most common is a two camera shoot with director of photography, camera operator, two first ACs, one second AC supporting mm. two cameras. Mm, okay. um, and those guys run oh, their busy buddies. Off, they, uh, that is, I've seen uh, no downtime I've seen more second ACs cry. <laughs> uh, like, I'm not even kidding. I've seen second ACs cry because it is such a stressful job. Oh, there's just no, it's, it's when I say there's no downtime, like there's literally like you can always be doing something. Wow. There's no time to take a breath. Like if you're not like, for instance, day in the life of a second ac so <laughs> in the morning you're gonna come unload the truck um so you're gonna wherever set is the truck's gonna be parked there already in an ideal world um and you're gonna pull off your carts and roll them as close as you can get to set without you know getting in anybody else's face um second acs are gonna handle that mostly and then we're gonna get orders as to where the camera's going all this stuff all that time, they're looking for places to plug in batteries. They're mm. looking for fresh media to put in the camera. So, and, and they're talking to the script supervisor to see which number scene letter we're on. While I, me as the first AC or the DP is telling them that I need this from the cart. <laughs> Come get it because, to me now. Oh, wow. And we're waiting on you now yeah. until we have this filter to change. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then finally everything's set up and you think it's time to breathe, but all of a sudden we're rolling and you have to get the slate right. You have to oh, yeah. And, yeah. And, and then you have to clap it and then you have to get somewhere where you're quiet, but then you have to update your notes while we're rolling. Yeah. <laughs> and as soon as we cut maybe we're moving on. So I need you to help me carry this camera over there. So I hope you're all caught up on your notes because we're moving everything right now. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's time we need to reload the, yeah, like right. this camera that's, needs yeah. a new it's, disc. It's, it's, yeah. it's that for 12 hours. Oh, man. Wow. Well, that's it's, the funny thing. Like the camera department, you know, a lot of other departments, they do their job and then there's a waiting period. Mm. Right. Department, you guys do not get downtime. Like you guys are working 12 hours solid. Yep. Yeah. 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 If, that if, is true. It's, yeah. Wow. If you see camera sitting, it's a, uh, it's a big lighting setup or somebody's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's not getting that fired. person's fired. Soon. Yeah, no. <laughs> like, like you're, you're going to go over 12 hours that day. <laughs> if camera's just chilling. Keep your tips. Gonna... Look around the set as a as an actor. How do you know it's going to be a long yeah. time? <laughs> well, or here's the rule: camera and genie can't be chilling at the same time. Okay. <laughs> yeah. One of those two departments is hustling at all times. If, if not that's both, not happening, yeah. 
You're going into overtime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and meanwhile, the sound guy is just sitting in the corner watching the world burn. Just yeah. making voices for his dog. He's like, checking yeah. TikTok. My laughs sound great. Too bad yeah. we can't see anybody. <laughs> I was like to say, you know, if this was an audio only, we'd be done by now. The whole darn movie would be done. Say you've got a project that you're filming tomorrow. But what's that? There's construction that started across the street next to the overpopulated dog kennel? If only there was a better, more controlled environment to shoot your movie at. A magical place where the location owner doesn't change their mind last minute and send you scrambling to find a new spot to shoot your high school-themed alien invasion murder mystery. Where is this land of milk and honey and craft services? Green Pasture Studio in Oklahoma City is a 12-acre campus boasting over 8,000 square feet of Hollywood-grade soundstage, plus standing sets including a high school, police station, hospital, bar, a full house, and a wooded back lot. The campus has everything a filmmaker might need to elevate their production, so why not build your dream at Oklahoma's premier soundstage? You can learn more at greenpasturesstudio.com. Green Pasture Studios! So much more convenient than your ex-girlfriend's dad's house. Hey there, film folks. If you're trying to get your project made, I gotta tell you about my friends over at ngpfilm.com. If you are in the state of Oklahoma and you need equipment to get your project made, you need to go to NGP. They've got camera equipment, grip and electric equipment, sound equipment, production gear, stuff for your locations, pretty much everything. And if they don't have it, they're gonna help you find it. Their customer service and support is out of this world. Literally, if you're in the middle of your day and you need extra gear, they will come to where you are and drop the stuff off. Or they have a super convenient night pickup and drop off. So you can call them, they'll leave it in these really cool little bins with a code that they give you, and then you show up and you put the code in, and then voila, you got the gear. And then when you're done with the gear, you come back, you leave it in the drop off, you put the lock back on, and then shazam, your day's over at three in the morning. NGPfilm.com is pretty much the best thing Oklahoma Film has to offer. If you have any rentals, anything that you need, check them out, NGPfilm.com. Have you ever worked with actual film, like film stock where you have a loader and all that? Not, no, no, only for fun. Like not on fun. an actual ever, I, I was, I just missed it. Like we're, we're just in that push, especially with the lower, the lower budgets just have figured out how to do it without film. And they're just like, we're going to run with it. Yeah. When the Alexa mini came out, it was just like, we're done with film. <laughs> like we're going to run yeah. with this on indies. Like, so it's okay. yeah it just doesn't seem cost effective it's it's you know it's if you factor in the price of hard drives it's not as there's not as far of a split as yeah. most people talk about um because because you have to put your movie on hard drives and you're you're going to purchase special hard drives for that that are stable and not cheap and and then in the perfect world you're going to back it all up onto a second all up onto another second one yeah that's exactly, exactly the that's same also, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. and then you're going to keep it there forever like you're going to lock it in a like a vault somewhere and that's mm -hmm. your master so if you factor that in it's not as big a split as 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 there as you know it looks like on paper because most of the time hard drives are not included in that budget mm. um people forget about hard drives a lot on movies i've seen a lot of first day scrambles 
when the DIT yeah. gets there. <laughs> um, but it's it's the printing labs. It's those labs are are going away, yeah. and like it's it's impossible to ship that film all around the world for for any kind of price that makes sense for a movie. Yeah. Wow. To 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 get it to a good lab to then get dailies to then like it's a workflow like availability thing it's like it's too bad because it's not the actual price of the celluloid that's interesting yeah i wouldn't Uh, guess that like i would assume that it would just be naturally cheaper but that makes sense if you're having the the time involved in shipping it and the price to ship it and the companies that are reliable because you don't want to you're going to trust a company like walgreens right they've wrecked my photos before (laughs) right you can't just like pick a random yeah and and you can't take once you give somebody something like now like dailies the next day like all the time producers are into that they're not going to sacrifice like they're not going to switch to once a week dailies now so you can shoot film on their indie (laughs) like no i i want to see what we're putting in the can every day there's only one guy that i i i can only think of one guy within our circle that's that's worked with actual film stock uh as like a loader and of course, his name escapes me right now. I can mm. picture his mind. I can picture his face, but I can't think of his name. Um, I know. I know Caleb Wall has worked as a loader. That's him. <laughs> um, yeah. 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 He's he loaded on uh, straight out of Compton. Actually, he day played. Oh wow. Ooh. He he did like a couple days on it. Wow. Yeah. That would just be terrifying because like film stock, if it gets exposed be... to any light whatsoever, the whole reel is done it's done yeah Yeah. and and you don't know like but here's the scariest part like if you're a shady loader like you're not going to get fired until they get that those those prints back like you're not even gonna you can flash it and then like not say anything and then just like (laughs) shove it in and act like a good loader and you're not gonna get fired until like when at the end when you realize oh man oh, man can <laughs> you imagine so isn't that's that's what that's what so it's, it's like a risk there's that there's a, a risk to that that that's why people yeah. would want to do yeah. that that makes you sense have too. to have a good loader but you know yeah. our industry is all recommendations anyways <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. i just think about how easy we have it in today's crew like dealing with everything digital yeah um, even even from the world of sound like I, I have never worked around a, a film stock camera, so I don't even know how I would, how I would time code jam. I don't know how I would, oh, wow. you know, do right. audio tracks into that. Like, I just, I have no reference. And a lot, most, I don't know a sound guy that, that does. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's just, it, you know, for, in many ways, sound is uh, the department that advances the fastest, I think. Like, you know, the camera stuff advances pretty fast, but there's always, and then sound has to keep up with that as mm-hmm. camera stuff changes, yeah. but there's, there always seem to be a step ahead. Like, oh, I, oh, I have this connector because it's already on this thing. It's like, ha, this camera just came out. You can't have yeah. this connector. <laughs> like, yeah, well, I'm from the future. <laughs> sound guys are all from the future. Yeah, it's our secret. <laughs> Gave it away. <laughs> um, so whenever you're getting started in the world of camera department, like say you just graduated from film school, like, first of all, is it or is it not true that a, a vast amount of people want to get in the camera department? That's that, uh, you know, 90% of people want to do, think they want to do camera right away, right out of, <laughs> right out of film school. 
into film school. That's you know, it's it's a it's a cool job. You control the image, right? Like, yeah. you know, yeah. It's everybody wants to be a director or they want to be a cameraman. <laughs> and that's yeah. it. Those are the only two jobs in film, as far as people are concerned. <laughs> well, I think it's because they have the grandiose image in their mind of what they're thinking as a director of photography. But you're never, no one is, no one is going to graduate from film school and become a DP immediately. Immediately, There's, right? Yeah, unless you have investors in your pocket, like that is yeah. the the only way I that can is imagine. Such a leap. Like, <laughs> it's. it's it's and, and that is also one thing about camera department. I'm glad you brought that up. One, the jobs don't necessarily train you for the next step. Mm. <laughs> Being a second AC will help you administratively be a first AC, but it's not going to teach you how to pull focus. Mm. You, you don't necessarily touch that focus wheel at all as a second AC, unless your first AC is teaching you to be a first AC and, and having you pull focus. Um, and, you know, as a first AC, pulling focus and, and dealing with technical aspects of the camera doesn't necessarily prepare you to be a DP. Yeah, you can learn that camera inside and out, but, but you know, physically lighting a space, being a first AC does not prepare you for. So mm. these are all like, although they're steps on a rung, they're all kind of, you have to practice your own Kung Fu outside of sets to make it to the next step. That's yeah. interesting. It's not very linear. Yeah, it's, I don't yeah, know why I would assume it would be, but a lot of DPs come from electric oh. as as gaffers, which yeah. makes a ton of sense as a DP, but they don't know much camera. Mm. Um, like they obviously can use the camera and know the camera, but knowing the camera is a different thing. When something goes wrong on it, being able to troubleshoot is a different thing than knowing how to use the tool. Yeah. Okay. So. Well, what's the fastest route or excuse me, most efficient route to becoming a DP in your opinion? Like starting Ooh. from film school, what what bing bong route would you take to get there? <laughs> here's well here's just out of curiosity. Or 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 first AC even. We don't even so, have to, you know, do something. I will give you the secret sauce that my friend Sam Calvin told me. <laughs> there you go. Because I asked him the same question. Cause I'm you know, I'm working my way up and like, and, but he's DP and he's my age and just like, you know, you, you moved up so quick, so quickly. Like, how do you do that? He's like, oh, you just tell people you're a DP. Like, <laughs> you, just, you claim like, authority. Like, okay. Yeah. Just, it's just, and you don't take any other jobs. So people hire you as a DP. I was like, oh, Okay. okay. I mean, hey, well, I guess that, yeah, that's a way. It's a very make it work kind of answer. Yeah. But that, that being said, yeah. that kid also has been thinking about light since he was a kid. So, right. like, and he read the secret and it worked. <laughs> it really clicked. Freaking works yeah, in Tribeca. <laughs> yeah. yeah and uh, Sam, Cal Sam Calvin DP'd. Uh, a film that just screened in Tribeca or is about to screen in Tribeca. Yeah, yeah, it already screened. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And uh awesome. he's a talented son of a gun. He is very talented. But then but that's the lesson. Like be prepared, but you know, shoot for the job you want. But so, but and you know, sometimes being prepared means working as a second AC so you can learn the camera or how mm -hmm. set works or how even a story fits together. Mm -hmm. Like, but 
but yeah, the you're never ready for the next leap <laughs> for, yeah. for in camera. You just have to make the leap and you will learn by doing. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you, I watch you guys work and it intimidates the hell out of me because <laughs> like, especially, well, and you, sir, are, I love watching you be a boss. <laughs> no, I mean, like for the audience, I don't know if you've picked up yet, but Phil's a very lovable guy. <laughs> and very so when you, when you crack the whip and you get to be boss, Phil, it's, it's, it's awesome for me. Because I never get to feel the wrath, but like it's put on so the dad fun. pants here. Oh, All sometimes right. I hate doing it too. I hate it, but being the boss. Sometimes sucks, they make yeah. you, they, yeah. you know, <laughs> that's the worst. I've never had to fire anybody, but man, oh, Ooh. Make you, make them, you, you know, you as whenever you have to be the boss, you get sometimes you got to make him think they're gonna be fired. I remember one of my one of my favorite memories of you as as boss Phil is we were working on a movie and you had a, a very green second AC and I think he had a birthday the night before or something like that. And so he like, and if you have a birthday on set, you are going to be run through the ringer. I think, I think if it's the same story, I think you're going to tell we're on location. So everybody yeah. is the same hotel, which oh. is what I'm like. Nobody's going home after set. Like we're all, okay. yeah. we're all in the same you're place. All there. So this poor kid, he had a rough night, man. And, oh. and he his he first time up. drinking whiskey. Oh no, I didn't <laughs> you know that. Terrible oh, yes. people. It, well, How dare you? Here's, no, it's his here's the it's thing. His fault. Here's the thing. I watched it happen. He asked. He asked for the whiskey. <laughs> the whiskey was out. Yeah. But he asked to he taste asked it for the whiskey, and then he asked for it again. He asked for again. Oh man! <laughs> like you he do once you again. get a little taste of whiskey yeah. until yeah. you don't anymore. Oh man! <laughs> Happy birthday to me! <laughs> so he rolls in on set and he's late. Uh oh! oh so no. late. He, was, he wasn't just a little late. He was uber late. Yeah. <laughs> and I could. I was watching you because I was like, I don't know where where his guy is. Oh. I know. Uh oh, <laughs> and he finally showed up and he was hung over. Oh, like, man, hang, hang over the century, but. yeah. <laughs> and Phil, you just let him have it, man, through the whole day. Oh, whole day. <laughs> oh, oh, I was like, I saw how hung over he was. I was like, I'm gonna make sure he keeps moving That's and never awesome. sits down. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna get through this, but day. it's gonna be not like, for you. Oh, I, I think he call... threw up at some point. He definitely threw up in the bushes. Like I would call, I would call for stuff and then cancel it halfway through. Like, <laughs> it's like how I treat my husband when he drinks yeah. too much and the next day. And I'm like, yeah. Hey kids, go wake daddy up really loudly. Yeah. And then it never stops all day. But I guarantee you, he learned. Oh. <laughs> he never did it again. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. That was so like, he was so late. The hotel had a, Send, we had to send a welfare check with the because hotel because he was not checking out. He, oh he wasn't goodness. picking up the phone. Like oh, he was. Dude. That, that's why I was so mad. Like yeah, it was it was calling him for an hour, and then the hotel had to go check on him. Yeah, and and then he has to get a shuttle to set. Like he has to wait on for somebody from production to go get him. Oh, so man. he's hours late at this point by the yeah. time he shows up, and he's not yeah. working shape either. Mm -mm. Like, mm -mm. <laughs> yeah, he looked rough when he finally showed up 
And like, you could tell that he was like, he didn't understand. (laughs) (laughs) He was probably still drunk. Like there's no way he slept all that off. (laughs) I hope he listens to this and knows who he is and knows that like, this is all in love, but also like, don't do that. Like he knows who he is. He knows who he is. And you know, and he's, he, I just actually worked with him recently, the same guy and he's doing fantastic. Yeah. He's he's great. You taught him a lesson and it, it was, he, he carried through good job yeah well and you were trained by i gotta give a shout out to stacy mice because gotta Stacey, give a shout out to mm, stacy mice she trained like the our generation of camera guys i feel like she trained them all yeah me and stacy started on the same movie she was the first ac and i was the second ac so and now she's working with saturday night live doing their freaking doing all she's working with everybody in new york right now that's pretty like, cool she she does uh she does a lot of the pre tapes for Saturday Night Live. So. Yep. Ooh, how fun! That's and then like, like co- really commercially type stuff, like yeah. So that's you know she's killing it. Yeah, she's nice. doing great. She's got a great legacy that she's left behind. And, oh um, yeah. Hopefully someday she'll she'll grace us again. <laughs> That'd be fun. That would be fun. So. I I I got so caught up with our fun stories that I'm trying to remember if we even got. I say I think I cut started. him off before. Yeah, he was going through like the hierarchy. Oh, I told the <laughs> Sam Calvin story. <laughs> and then yeah. I, yeah. no, then I. But getting started in camera department. Yeah. Uh, where does one? Where does? How does? How do you do that? Where Where does that start? So I think I think typically people would start as a loader, and what that means in these days, in these digital days, is you're basically a utility um that's typically somebody's first position in camera on a feature film set but it also depends on what you want to do if do you want to be a dp then really you should just be shooting some stuff Mm. (laughs) and getting a reel together and showing it off to people that introduce you as a dp to people Mm -hmm. um if you want to be a first ac yeah work your way up through set but Honest, like honestly, if if your goal is DP and you know you may DP and realize you don't want to do it, like it's a rough job. That's a hard it take, job. <laughs> takes a lot of planning. Like there are some DPs that claim to improvise and they're full of it. Like good. <laughs> you lie. <laughs> there, like like there are people that have learned some not tricks because who who have become more efficient over the years but but there's nobody that doesn't have to think about a shot while it's being set up like you have to think about the story and the technical at the same time as a dp like how do we get across the director's vision and capture it on the camera with all these limitations Mm. like oh the, the director just went one candle great like <laughs> how do we get that on camera like yeah. can we mimic candlelight from here like you're always always thinking and you're always you know critiqued by everybody on set whether they you know everybody's seeing that monitor and they're yeah. making their own decisions mm-hmm. about you know what they're making um in in a good or bad dp can make or break a production easily just by you know trust alone like if you, if you don't trust that you're making a good movie you're not going to work hard yeah 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 so i want to ask some some 
it's going to feel like a little minutia, but I, I think it's interesting. Um, just like the, the, the different aspects of operating a camera. Mm. So let's start with the body of the camera. Um, okay. You know, so like, say you're wanting to get out there and you're wanting to, to shoot some stuff, um, but you don't know what camera to choose. So can you kind of walk us through the various different types of cameras that are out there? Right. Yeah. So you have your you have your big dogs. You have your digital cinema cameras. Those are the ones. That's that's your Alexa Mini. That's your that's your Alexa LF. That's your Red cameras. Um, those are digital cinema cameras. Um, those are the big dogs. Those are the ones that are going to cost the most to buy, cost the most to rent. But those are going to be the highest fidelity. Um, that your highest fidelity option bar none and they're going to integrate easier with the type of lenses you want to use blah 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 below that are your prosumer grade like i would uh we used to call them dslrs um but they're just slrs now <laughs> uh why is why why did that because they're all digital the now <laughs> we don't like the d all of a sudden they're just they're just all digital so it's like why are we saying <laughs> yeah. like it's redundant it's like saying my cotton t-shirt like it's just, it's... <laughs> uh, and then so in, in that category there's there's a lot of good cameras in that category anymore actually most cameras are really good um you just have to determine what your application for them mm. and, you, and and those are gonna those step belows are gonna have a smaller form factor um, they won't be able to use um, necessarily a bit full full cinema lens, but they can. They definitely are are made so that they can. Uh, they might not come ready to do that. They're gonna they're gonna not um, out of the box. They're not gonna run as long um, or in as rough conditions as a cinema camera. But you can get a really great you can make a really great movie on a three thousand dollar camera now. Cause it's cause the sensors are so great. Yeah. Um, there are just other hurdles you might have to overcome with that camera. Like, mm. Oh, nobody can watch it while I'm filming it. Cause, cause <laughs> I can't, I, I can't send out wireless video. Like it's yeah. not going to run like a set necessarily all the time with those cameras. Yeah. Um, um, and then below that, you know, you anymore, a phone is your next best option after, after your, you know, we're talking about like the Blackmagic Pocket. We're talking about the Sony A7S. Any of those like below ten thousand dollar camera options that are still shooting high resolution, like two to six K. Um, the uh, the Red has one under ten grand now. That's really impressive. Actually. What is it? It's the the Red. It's the Komodo. Uh, Komodo, yeah. Yeah. Komodo, I love that. Yeah, Red comes yeah, out with some new model every That's year. Awesome. It's it's actually pretty. It's actually hard to keep up with because because wow. sometimes they'll just like, oh, we have a new sensor you can get for your camera if you want to swap it, but we're not releasing a new camera. Like it's it's really hard to keep up with Red sometimes, <laughs> but that's their thing. And they those stupid fans on Red cameras. We'll Komodo, see. I will say it has like I've worked with those in the last two shoots that I was on and those those mother efforts they overheat like crazy so you gotta like keep I believe that cool. I believe in wow. that all those smaller cameras have a tough time with with heat 
overheating. Oh, and I bet. Do, I mean, do you think small, your location like, is anything that, like being in Oklahoma? Is that just like a particular thing that you have to extra think about? Oh, like absolutely for overheating outside. I mean, I absolutely. would assume. Yeah, that's just sorry. That's where my head goes. Like one hundred falls out. It's hot. Yeah, yeah. 100%. It's not the same as yeah. like dry, non-humid. <laughs> hot you know it's yeah like you want to keep an eye on your camera and your lenses like things can flex in the heat like things Ooh, can you, you know your camera can overheat and you can lose footage like i've seen that happen you know like just but it's like but just like you said if you're just thinking about that you know like okay we're, we're out of the scene i can put my camera in the shade or or get it in this trailer or and these lenses need to acclimate to this temperature like we're going inside next so maybe i can get the lenses inside first but mm, like always wow. thinking about stuff like that that's a first ac actually okay. always thinking about and in marshalling and and you know it sounds like a helicopter orders. mom <laughs> basically <Yeah>. is <laughs> basically is she's just uh <laughs> checking dad, in on people the, all the, day. the other you've got like yeah like the mom is hovering but then i'm like the hands off like Maybe that's maybe I'll I'll call myself the DP because I'm a little more hands off. Yeah, there you I'm go. Call my, I'm the DP of the family. Man. You're you're, yeah. you're walkie mom. You just yeah. you just say say what you want on walkie. Where are you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. go check on the other children. <laughs> so let's talk about lenses for a second because uh, that's one thing I've kind of noticed amongst um, fresh green people is that they there's an underappreciation of lenses. So. Um, what is the difference between pro grade lenses and like just basic consumer lenses that come out of the box? Your, your biggest difference is going to be the focus ring. There are, there are typically on a, on a prime lens. And what I say, when I say prime lens, I mean, there's one focal length on the lens. So it's a 50 millimeter lens. And on that 50 millimeter, there are two rings. One's going to control your aperture, how wide open your iris is. And one's going to be your focus ring. Um, on a on a zoom lens with multiple focal lengths, you'll also have a zoom ring on there to determine the focal length. Um, your biggest difference in in that you're going to notice right away is that zoom ring is not going to be accurate, and it it may not even have actual stops. It may not be consistent. Um, one thing cinema lenses really dial in is because because zoom is going to be so critical because of another reason we'll talk about in a second, um, is that that zoom ring has to be really, it has to move the same amount every time and it has to not slip and, and not jam. And it has to be consistent every single time. Mm. Um, and that takes more engineering and better materials and that's gonna cost more. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing you're gonna notice is how fast the lens is. And when I say fast, that's how much light the lens lets in. And that's determined by a number, it's, it's T stops or F stops. Um, and the lower the number, the more light the lens can let in, which means the darker you can shoot the lens. Um, but which also means the thinner the focal plane you can get. Um, so the, the real cinema look you're gonna get from the more expensive lenses are because you can open the aperture wider and let in more light oh. and the background's going to fade out and be out of focus, but your subject's going to be in focus. 
that's 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 essentially the the cinema look that's that's what you don't get on television or with sports or with even these kind of cameras like you look at it and everything's in focus right Mm -hmm. so um but cinema lenses replicate our eye like so we can focus on a thing and everything else fades out in in into into a defocused hopefully beautiful little background wow i did not know that that is fascinating yeah and then the more uh, yeah freaking wizardry it's crazy that's really (laughs) cool it's it's really if you should look at a lens diagram one time in your life because it's really amazing like obviously as a first ac i got obsessed with the technicalities of cameras but like if you really really get granular like you are capturing a photon a photon of light is going into the front of the lens and it's and you're controlling where it bounces off the sensor so that my face is in focus like a photon bounces off my nose into the lens and i control the distance of another piece of glass to keep that in focus as it hits the sensor and sends a sends an electronical signal to the hard drive to like print that spot in space like it's insane that's so awesome i feel like i just listened to like a serious lecture on like yeah that was my ted talk wow <laughs> we're here with neil no, degrasse tyson that's yeah like, i mean like, of cameras yeah you're, you're literally like a, the a modern camera sensor is is it's lights hitting it and it's sending elect, electrical signal so you're just capturing photons wow. <laughs> and interpreting them on. wow okay that, that and so I didn't, I guess I didn't realize, I always wondered, and this is just me being super like naive, but I always wondered what the difference is like between indie films that don't really have that look of the, you know, when you see a movie, yeah. it's like, eh, it doesn't have that feel, but like, I, right. that makes it's, more sense. It's, okay, it's so usually it's you're noticing, you're yeah. noticing that the focus isn't, isn't it's beautiful. Not it's not pretty. Like that. That's when we, when mm. I call a lens pretty, it's because yeah. of, because of how the sharp parts and the the parts that are out of focus fall off and like how soft that is how beautiful the little bokeh looks like you can get you know it's different shapes depending on the lens and you can tell cheap ones because you can see you can see square type um it's called bokeh little defocused little places and you know they're really ugly if they're square and that's (laughs) you're seeing the edge of the iris and that lens that means there's there's less blades in the iris um and also those lenses aren't as fast and then you add more blades you can start to make a really round one smaller blades more of them they start to get really round and pretty so So that's like an intermeshing of the artistic being able to see that and like have and like want that look mixed with the science of just and technology being able to create that with what you have that's okay that's like cool sorry Ooh. No, no, it's, I it's, love that. it's optical science <laughs> yeah, is really like insane like, but really yeah. technologically like intense too oh that's yeah crazy. absolutely it's like these are principles that like microscope makers figured yeah. out and like yeah. telescope makers figured out that that some engineer figured out how to apply to a camera wow. like <laughs> this is so cool I love stuff like that. I like I can geek out on the science of filmmaking all day long. Oh, because like it really is. That's the I feel like that's a unique thing about filmmaking is that it really is a marriage of science and art. And it's, yeah, it's, with the sound and, we, we and everything that goes that. into we it. Consume yeah, consume it every day, and then like we don't think about that. 
Yeah, but you, there's some big brains on sets. Like, if you've ever been on a set, like, you, people are literally just problem solving all day. Like, even, even, even Brian, who, you know, you would think his job would be pretty consistent. Like, he's capturing sound. But he, he has to figure out sometimes where to stand is a, a brain puzzle for yes. a sound guy. Yes, it like, is. Matt, I, I actually remember a story. It was, you remember my DP, Adrian, I was working for. Yes. And so I'm going to curse because I'm going to quote him. Okay. <laughs> so just a warning. Okay. <laughs> we were shooting in a bedroom. And three of the walls were mirrors. Oh, God. And there was also a mirror in the headboard. <laughs> what? Yeah. The, the only wall that didn't have mirrors on it is where we put all the lights in the camera. Oh, my goodness. And difficult. So I'm first day seeing, and my DP turns to me. I love this guy. He said, um, go get Brian so he can diagnose this I just gave him. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember walking in and being like, what? <laughs> like that's hilarious. Impossible situation. <laughs> that's like, true. You gotta like I and mean, now Brian's brain has to just yeah, he's okay. like, he needs to be thinking about this because yeah. this is what we're doing. <laughs> Jeez, yeah, we made it work. I think I ended up using like a plant mic or something like I, that. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure you did a plant mic and then you may have laid next to camera with a boom, like just yeah, as I'm close kidding. as you could get, like. <laughs> Yes. concealment yeah <laughs> just like trying to set ninja it out oh, oh man yeah that, i then that's another really fun thing for me as a sound guy it's so fun to like the interaction that's why like it's so important for the listeners it's so important to get along with the other departments oh, absolutely because you know whenever phil phil and i are working together like we work together enough now that we have a really great shorthand like we just communicate really well but you know oftentimes you're working with people that you don't know and it's so important to have those people skills and to be able to communicate with the people that you're working with to get what you need um absolutely you, you the people skills like are very important because you're you're you know you're asking you're in un uncomfortable situations a lot like i asked brian to move his cart <laughs> thousands All of times time. a day like and if you don't like that person like it's that interaction's just going to start to grate on you but if you have respect for the person and you, and you like them you know you know they're not asking you to move it for no reason <laughs> you know, it's gonna suck it still sucks every time but you know brian you know brian will come to me sometime and be like hey is that your battery charger i hear <laughs> <I'm just laughs> yeah. like oh <laughs> Can you just can you just unplug it during the take? Yeah. Yes, bro. Yes, I can. <laughs> oh, and I, I hate it well, every time. But <laughs> and the funny thing is, you know, it's so important to remember that with all of this stuff. Like I just got done training a bunch of guys for this this training exercise shoot. It was like over the course of nine days working with a bunch of students and stuff. And it's funny because at first they they take things personal and they think it's like a personal jab. Right. And no, the thing is that nothing on set is personal. 
it's not you doing your job poorly it's just us making the thing that needs to change change right like it can't be that way it's not about you just can't you turn it off right you know like you have to turn it off people talk people talk crazy sometimes but it's really stressful and people Mm. deal with stress not to excuse that behavior at all right but people but people vent stress all the time on Mm. set like like brian said you'll see set criers and just (laughs) You know, you just keep it moving. Blinders on. Uh, And if somebody asks, hey, where's Crafty? Oh, he's crying in his car. He's crying in the bathroom. He'll get back to you in five. He'll be here in a bit. Well, dude, this has been so fun. Like, Phil, you're you're up there with Tony Marlowe and the, the other people that we can oh. just no, we it's can awesome. literally hang out all day long yeah. and just I love it. it. So appreciate it. Where oh, that... can people reach out to you if they have questions or if they or if they want to hire you to be an NAC or a DP? Yeah, absolutely. So I I'm mostly active on Instagram at focus up Phil. Very fitting. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and you can email me at dropframephil at gmail.com and that and if people remember the red one they would know what, what the drop frame there is you all go. about <laughs> you gotta you gotta take that by the way you just gotta take focus up phil and get on tiktok right now even if you sell that name to somebody else <laughs> i'm just saying oh yeah tiktoks or i mean it's going fast that's how i feel I like see, that's a good just, name you got a solid name there so i'm like just it. finding out about tiktok from, from <laughs> a too. shoot like from so a old from a shoot it's like we have to shoot the tiktok part and i was like yeah. we're doing we're doing that now like oh really so you got oh you gotta have like a promo on tiktok or an ad on tiktok like yeah it's, yeah, it's coming. We're, it's coming we're doing it now i'm trying to feel like i keep up but i i yeah. just so far i have a blank profile it's all good oh, i'll it's... tell you what freaks me out is whenever we're like we'll be shooting a project and then they'll have to do like the marketing the social media marketing stuff dude so like for the the instagram stories they'll literally take the camera and turn it and it breaks my heart <laughs> i'm not even a camera guy and i'm like yeah that ain't right <laughs> yeah. you don't you don't have to do that guys yeah you don't guys. have to there are ways guys. to do it without turning your camera yeah i've seen that that's why a, you need to ask just, phil please just go yeah. ask phil <laughs> I, I i happen to know the aspect ratio for instagram's 1080 by 1080 <laughs> like it's it's there one to one like it's a square you don't have to get <laughs> you don't have to get crazy <laughs> I think Snapchat is nine by sixteen, which is mm-hmm. you know yeah. just you just just programming frame lines, guys. <laughs> frame lines. Secret tips. Secret tips from Phil at the end. You here. don't yeah. need that extra line of resolution. Just programming frame. Because that's the idea. It's like I just turn my sensor, and then we have some extra lines of resolution. Yeah. But also, it's going to the internet. You don't need that extra line of resolution. Just do. Frame yeah. Lines. You know all those six K <laughs> TikTok videos we watch. Yeah. You, you don't need it. That way you can <laughs> zoom in on their zits. <laughs> Good. Ugh. Well, dude, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for your time. Yes, and uh, thank you. Let's freaking let's grab a drink or something sometime, dude. Yes, for sure. So always love Phil. Phil's one of my oldest film buds. So it's just so cool to finally have him on the show. We've been talking I about love it him. He's so he's so fun. And it's it's so fun to get to like to have worked with him, too, because like a lot of the people I meet, I meet either in conjunction with you. But this time I was like on set as an actor, which, of course, was doing it for you. But, you know, or for us. But it was, yeah. you know, he was he was behind the camera and getting he's to know him. It's awesome. Yeah. And he's done so many since then. That first very first one. 
Phil is really kind of a deep cut Oki Show Show alumni. Yeah. So he's, he's been done, with he's... us, golly, from the beginning, I think. Yeah. So, okay, if you were listening to uh, two weeks ago, whenever we were talking about talking with our friend from the El Reno Film Commission, we yes. decided that Kelly and I <laughs> need to brush up. Yes. <laughs> it's been... We we have the quarantine has taken its toll on our improv skills. So mm-hmm. we are mm-hmm. two supposedly. Uh, would you call us professional improvisers? I guess we've been paid before. I've been paid. Does that count? I don't know. Instagram people, does that count if you've does been paid count? to do it? I don't know. We've been paid. Not much. But it's been a cool <laughs> minute. So we are rusty as all get out. Yeah, we're starting from the beginning. We're going to the yeah. basics, short form games or easy, quick warm ups. And these are things that like, I love doing one word story with Oliver in all, in all honesty, these, some of these are really fun with kids, any, anyone, all ages, but um, they're really easy to get your brain working, working. In fact, I need to, let me grab the bell real quick. Yeah. We should, we should get the bell. It's always nice to have a good bell. Fun tip. If you uh, have children, you have probably seen those Melissa and Doug food toy packages of different things well there's a diner set and it has a cute little diner bell so i have a bell now too and it's red and it's Uh-oh. small yeah very nice that's a legit bell though <laughs> <laughs> this is an imp or you could bell. just be normal and buy it i'm not i'm not recommending spending extra on the kid toy just for the kid bell yeah. but i like my kid bell side note you know what's really fun to do is when you have one of these office bells take it with you if you're going to like an appointment or something and just have it on you. And if somebody doesn't answer, if there's someone's not at the desk, just bring out your own bell. Personal bell, man. <laughs> and you need to will... do a sketch of that alone. Yeah. Like that's just, I feel like that would annoy so many. Like you could just do that and he'd just be like, everyone else is like super annoyed. He's like yeah. very proud. <laughs> but it will work. I've totally, totally done it. Just I was like, this will be funny. And like they, it's, they were super confused, <laughs> but they totally came and uh acknowledged me freaking fine oh my oh my all I, I feel like there's like people do that to kids all the time like where they'll like snap at them or like hey hey like they do yeah, like yo, different things yo, yo. to see if your kids will respond like people tap on their legs like come here you know like just yeah. different things it's so funny anyway my life not that you should do that when to your trying kids. to grab people a group of people's attention i learned this whenever i was a, a counselor is you say if anyone can hear me clap your hands Mm, everyone will do it because elementary school yeah Yeah. and then you say if anyone can hear me clap your hands then more people clap and then you pretty soon you got the whole group you're like that's right i control your minds okay control your minds if if the listeners haven't figured it out yet we are procrastinating because we gotta gotta get down to business all right let's brush up on the improv let's play okay so um let's see here i'm gonna take some suggestions from facebook live Um, just for basic topics, uh, we have a, di- a divorced couple in a grocery store. Ooh, I like that. Okay. okay. So we're going to do one word. Do you want to do one sentence story or one word story? Cause the way that it'll work, it'll just go back and forth between us. One word, yeah. one word, one word, or one sentence, one sentence, one sentence. Let's do one word. One word first. Okay. Yeah. All right. Me or you? Uh, you this time. Why not? All right. Here we go. Once. Daily, too angry, humans went 
to the grocery store together though angry and constipated these people needed some prunes so they picked a bushel from the shelf to purchase after arguing vehemently about vlogs the couple purchased the prunes without their pants of course <laughs> at yeah yeah <laughs> so a couple went to the grocery store and some prunes and then they argued about <laughs> vlogs and then bought them without their pants on I assume because the pants came off in the midst of the argument. It was heated, but there's a fine line between yeah. love and hate, okay? There was, something was burning <laughs> between them. And it was the need to poop. Why is that? The <laughs> need to poop? That's They're buying prunes. Why are they buying prunes? Oh, is that what you use prunes for, is pooping? They're brought, yes. Oh, see, you don't that. have young constipated children, do you, Brian? I did not know that. A bushel of prunes. A bushel <laughs> of prunes for your uh, crammed butthole. <laughs> what okay. Is it, what is it about this show, this, this episode? I don't know. Going off the rails. I always talk to my son about how like potty humor is cheap humor and then <laughs> I am a horrible hypocrite. Oh. I am the worst. I'm a horrible hypocrite. I think it's hilarious. But this is a very good example of how like, like we can sometimes not know where we're going with that. Yeah. Like you can very easily tell, like we didn't know where the direction of that story was going to go. We knew that we were supposed to be arguing at some point, but like you can't control it. And so to try to go <laughs> along with it, even if you don't quite maybe understand like that, I was going for prunes for constipation and you were going for like prunes and talking about like vlogging about prunes you know what i mean like yeah, yeah. it's just it's a good example but yeah but we yes and and yeah. we finish out the scene yeah and you don't um, bail no matter how off the rails it goes you don't bail my of course was the was the bailing i did i bailed at the end i, I jumped off I that bailing. dying that was prune more me ship. bailing for you <laughs> Because you did two words instead of one. Because I, I did like, two uh, words. I, I, I was going to do, yeah, of course. Like, I, I, I was going to say, like, like, I couldn't think of another one word for, like, obviously. Like, and yeah. now I can, but I couldn't at the time. Well, let's Just try. Just tell you how slow my brain is. My brain is sludge slow right now. Let's try another one. But this time we'll do one sentence. We'll do sentence, sentence and see if we can. Yeah, let's see if we can get the story to a more focused place with the sentence. And if not, we can go back to one word or we can, or vice versa, do more stories and then. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So um, we're at the DMV uh, with a drug dealer. 
This is okay. courtesy of April Chomp Film. Okay. Oh, drug DM- dealer and customer. Drug dealer and customer at the DMV. And we're telling a one sentence at a time story yes. with those things in mind. We don't even have to be that specific if we don't. We could take it, but That's right. let's take it. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so one sentence story starting in three, a two, one. In a dark, dank, dismal room, there sat two people. A, an old woman, crusty with the psoriatic arthritis of an 85-year-old man, and her customer, an unassuming white person, full of jewelry, full, full of jewelry. The jewelry was from Claire's, so it wasn't expensive, but it had the idea of being gaudy. It sat all over the unassuming white person. He meant to put off the air of success and riches while simultaneously horribly failing to do so. The old woman, on the other hand, could see right through his facade. So the DMV is where you need to be, she said to the man, waiting for his response. He leaned in, holding his gold chain, and he said, now listen. I need new tags. I need a new license plate. I just got a brand new car. Don't ask me how. I just need the things to seem legal on the road. The woman wondered if this person might be signaling something to her, something that only a certain few knew how to do. She prodded. A yellow tag then? God dang it, I'll take it if it's green. As long as it makes me seem legal. I got a whole bunch of uh, wheat, I mean, uh, I mean, uh, hair, I mean, mean, uh, uh, Elliot, I mean, uh, I got stuff I need to haul. This is, in fact, was the right man. She'd been waiting all day for his arrival. She could tell by the mood rings on his fingers. They all were very yellow, which meant he was very, very cold. Ice cold, in fact. Dang! Can y'all turn out the heat in this here DMV? I've been sitting here for like five whole minutes. I'm about to freeze my tail feathers off. The woman nodded to herself. Yes, yes, this was him. Now, just very unassumingly, grab the bag from your locker, Diane. Grab the bag from your locker. And so the old woman got up, her bones creaking because she was hella old. She turned, still eyeballing the white man, 
in all of his gold chains and paraphernalia and sauntered her way ever so painfully to her locker. She peeked over her, so her shoulder to see her coworkers, shouted, it's quite hot today, just to throw them off her tree <laughs> as she dug into her locker for the pills. The white boy with all the gold chains stood waiting expectantly, hopefully for a receipt or some kind of paperwork or just something that he was there at the DMV in order to achieve the main goal, which was to get tagged so that he could drive his car, which was purchased questionably. The old woman had been doing this for too long. She read the wrong signs and this was not her day, but she did not know this yet. So she sauntered back over to her desk with the bag of Midol down by her side. The Midol that needed to go to her friends at the home. He looked her dead in the eye, <laughs> the working one, and she looked back, trying to send the message that she was trying to send, which was take these darn old pills. So they were locked in an eye, <laughs> eye gaze for a good two minutes, and it got a little awkward. Finally, the white man said, okay, do I need to pay or should I, uh, I got, you know, I got some uh, hair, I got uh, some wheat, uh, uh, I got, uh, you know, I got, you know, I gotta go. Very good, she thought to herself, as the man stood up and shuffled away with the bag of pills. They're on their way, she thought, as sending her best wishes to her friends in the home. The caffeine and the pain medication is coming. It's coming. The white man with the gold chains got in his questionably purchased truck and drove away. Mere seconds later, he was pulled over by five police officers and searched and quickly shuffled away to a life in prison. <laughs> <laughs> The next day at bridge, Diane was not welcome. <laughs> this has been a tale about how our healthcare system needs to change. <laughs> Insane. <laughs> that was offensive in so many ways. I can't believe it. I'm so, I mean, was it? I don't know. That was hilarious, but oh my God. That was goodness. good. That was good. Just panhandling drug mitol why did i go for mitol i don't, I don't even know, know what mitol is <laughs> but i love it mitol is like you know i just figured like it's it's like for cramping and periods but old people don't need it so they could use it in different ways like yeah. it makes sense that they'd be popping some mitol <laughs> i legitimately couldn't One think critique. of the name of actual drugs <laughs> while i was trying to do that <laughs> Like, you don't go to the DMV to get your tags and stuff. You go to a tag agency. Ah, so See, he was in the wrong premise. place in the very false beginning. premise from the get-go. Courtney, our intern, chiming in, in with agency. facts and knowledge. Shine a light on our ignorance. <laughs> like, I used to work at a tag agency, for? so I hear you like, what do I not know? <laughs> you no, it makes driver's sense. I, licenses. I know. Yes, 
you gotta like test for your driver's license that's right yeah and to get right and to get approved for like cdls and other bigger licenses well, and then take all that agency. fancy paperwork that the dmv yeah. refuses to give you the first yeah. time they won't give it to you the first time well mm-hmm. but, you, know uh, you take that stuff and then you go i just want you, you to know courtney that unlike you i didn't just get my driver's license so, <laughs> <laughs> so you so young know. person <laughs> <laughs> Brian, That's the only thing I can bird. say is you're young. <laughs> you're so young and I am not anymore. This is just like a dig <laughs> yeah. on us all over I just, again. Yeah, I just kind of like that was a backhanded yeah. slap to us. And you guys right here hurting your own feelings. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to do anything. Old AF over here. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you liked the exactly. tomfoolery that you Brian's heard, hurting his own feelings. I, got, I don't even have to say anything. That's right, yeah. It's <laughs> really all, you know, why why do we have an intern other than to <laughs> just to highlight our self depreciation of self incrimination yeah to highlight deprecation yeah deprecation depreciation yeah. that's an accounting term right <laughs> <laughs> well if you liked what you heard and you'd like to be a part of it yourself check us out at okishowshow.com/patreon okishowshow.com and of course on Instagram Facebook Twitter and TikTok run by our very own shadowy intern who likes to chime in with her critiques. Courtney over here. (laughs) (laughs) And that's it. We will see you guys in the next week with another vintage episode, uh, followed by another brand new episode right after that. See you guys. Bye. The Oki Show Show is a mostly harmless media podcast recorded at Tower Studios in Oklahoma City. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating. If you're a business or industry professional that would like to advertise on the podcast, email info at okishowshow.com. Rates starting as low as $25.